0: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to Lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Hey guys, it's Jeff, Shaleen's announcer. Have you listened to the episode with me in it yet? If not, go back to the episode entitled Tough Decisions and email it to a friend. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, inline at the local Walmart. Just share it. It's a great episode. And yes, it's true. I'm even better looking in person than I sound on this podcast. But enough about me. I am just pumped up to have the opportunity to say this again. Welcome to the show that entertains, builds your brain, improves your life, and introduces you to super cool people. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. What is up, party people? I'm so excited to be here, especially after all the hoopla, all of the talk about possibly giving up podcasting. But first, what we get to talk about today, we're going to dig into what it means to be an introvert or an extrovert, how to come out of your shell, how to be yourself, how to feel more comfortable in situations where in the past you've labeled yourself as shy, and actually, what it really means to conserve your energy and to give your best to people. And, and is it okay that you don't always love being around people? And and how do you cope with that? Or how do you use it to your advantage? In this episode, I'm going to cover some things that are going to help you to become more comfortable in your own skin. But before we get to that, I just have to tell you, I am super Pumped to be here today. Great to hear Jeff's voice and wonderful to have you here tuning into The Shaleen Show. Now, if you're listening to this on Build Your Tribe, this is a special announcement to let you know that the Build Your Tribe material is still available, but you will be finding it on The Shalene Show. Now, if you haven't heard the last couple of episodes, dude, You have got to go back and listen to those episodes. I might be biased, but I think the download numbers support my theory that those are some of the most raw, the most compelling, the most honest episodes you'll ever hear on The Shalene Show. I did them reality style. I did them kind of in the genre of serial or This American Life, and I did them kind of like reality TV. I really want you to listen to those episodes. It'll also help make sense of what I'm about to say, that I really struggled with whether I could continue podcasting, whether it made financial sense, whether it made sense from a customer standpoint, like just, I love it, obviously but sometimes it's more than just loving something you actually have to be able to figure out okay how does this fit into the big picture how does this affect our consultants our staff the people who pay to be in our academies like does this make sense aside from the fact that i flip and love doing it and if you didn't get a chance to listen to those episodes i'd love for you to go back and listen to them in the right order the first one is called the end And then the second one is entitled tough decisions. That's the one you wanna start with. And it's the process of reverse engineering a very difficult decision. I shared it with you, not just so that you would hear my struggle, but so in it, you could find solutions for some of your own difficult decisions. This is how I make a difficult decision. It's not just based on emotion. It's not just based on ROI. It's based on a lot of different factors, all of which are governed by what I call my key priority, which is my overriding principle that helps me to make decisions that really honor my integrity, my purpose, the things that I know are important to me at the end of the day, not the things that are important to me because of ego or because somebody says I should do it or because it serves a selfish reason. It's like it's the right thing to do. And so that episode starts with the end. It's kind of a reality style episode. You'll hear intimate conversations in the car with my kids, my husband, my sister, business partners, and it's just been our most popular downloaded episodes. It's the reason why we crossed the 1 million downloads mark. And it's also why we've decided to roll the content from Build Your Tribe into The Shalene Show and make it one big happy family. Now, if you're listening to The Shaleen Show and you're like, well, the Build Your Tribe material just isn't that interesting to me because I'm not interested in having my own business ever. I don't want to make extra income online. Okay, fine. I understand. And you can skip those episodes. But I just want to make the case that you just never know. You never know if you're going to hear some inspiration, some clever, unique idea, some way to fit your purpose and your passion into what it is you're doing today that could serve as an extra stream of income. And even if you don't want for more, I mean, to have an extra stream of income to be able to help others and to give back, I mean, who could say no, right? So may I encourage you not to skip those episodes, but to listen, to take notes, have an open mind, and who knows, maybe that plan B, that purpose, that passion will come to life in listening to those episodes. In today's episode, we examine what it means to be an introvert or an extrovert, what it means to be shy or outgoing, what it means to be outgoing or obnoxious, and how to strike a balance that really makes other people feel comfortable, but at the same time, helps you to honor your own energy, like what makes you feel most comfortable, what makes you thrive, what makes you happy. If your emotional abilities aren't in hand, if you don't have self-awareness, if you're not able to manage your distressing emotions, if you can't have empathy and have effective relationships, then no matter how smart you are, you are not going to get very far. I love that quote. It's from Daniel Goleman. And I think that's where we need to start. Self-awareness is really understanding a lot about ourselves and being able to manage those things that we know about ourselves. It's difficult to manage our emotions, our feelings, our feelings. Our irrational thoughts and our reasonable expectations, if we haven't spent some time looking at them first to figure out what they are and where we want to go, what it is we want to do and how we want to make other people feel. So let's start with that. Let's start with you. Okay, so quick, how would you answer this question? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? What do you assume I am an introvert or an extrovert? Would you consider yourself shy? outgoing or does it kind of depend on the situation i used to label myself as an extrovert because i'm outgoing i mean i like to talk to people i'm i'm not nervous around other people i'm i'm comfortable like having the stage if i have to or if i need to or if i have the opportunity to i should say so i assumed i was an extrovert cuz it doesn't make me nervous to be around people i, I kind of like being around people but until i really understood the definition of introvert and extrovert I was mislabeling myself, and now I know I'm actually an introvert. So let's talk about the definition of introvert versus extrovert. First, let's be perfectly clear. This is absolutely 100% separate from being shy and outgoing. So introvert and extrovert, I actually want you to think of those, those two terms with regard to how you feel about your energy level. In other words, when you need to recharge yourself, when you need to feel up, when you need to feel centered, when you need to feel connected, do you need to be around a group of people? That might mean you're an extrovert. Now, there are people who like to be around a group of people, but they don't want to be the center of the attention. It's not uncommon for someone to actually be an extrovert, but also consider themselves shy. By definition, an extrovert enjoys the energy they feel when they are around other people. Examples of an extrovert versus an introvert. An extrovert, if they need to run a few errands, they're going to ask someone to tag along with them just because they enjoy having the energy or the presence of somebody in their company. An extrovert loves having that emotion, the communication, the, the passion, the energy of people in a room, even if they're not in the middle of the conversation. An extrovert usually feels very alone with their thoughts and doesn't like spending that much time alone. They would prefer to be with other people. In fact, they do their best work in a group. So if they've got a big project or something creative to develop or a thought process, they want people around them so that they can feel their energy. An extrovert loves going to parties, loves being around people, regardless of whether they're shy or outgoing. It's really about managing energy. An introvert, on the other hand, typically is a little sensitive. They can feel people's emotion and energy. They kind of feel responsible for other people in some ways. And so they can turn it on and love being around people, but it really drains them. Like not in a bad way, but it can be in a bad way. So an introvert, they can turn it on and they love to be around people and they can be social or shy but they can only take being around big groups of people or even people where there's a lot of energy and passion in small doses. And then they feel drained and oftentimes they feel recharged when they're by themselves. So an introvert, if they've got to run a few errands, they wanna do it by themselves. They wanna think by themselves. They find clarity in working alone. They're easily distracted. The energy and enthusiasm and passion of other people, they feel it. They feel it, in fact, so deeply that it can drain their system. It drains their energy. An introvert, if you tell them that the party's been canceled, they're like, hooray, woohoo. And that might surprise some people, especially if you're an outgoing introvert. You know you're an introvert if you love being at parties, you love being around other people, but then all of a sudden, and it comes on pretty quickly, you can feel this like, I've got to go, like I'm on empty, I can't take one more conversation, I just I just need to go. It, you almost can feel your energy level drop to zero and you need to recharge like a, like an electric car, you need to plug yourself back in. And the way most introverts plug themselves back in is by being alone. And it's not that they don't love people, it's just they need that environment to have clarity, to feel energy, to get in touch with their thoughts. This is one of the topics that I do advanced training on in my Courageous Confidence Club because knowing whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is extremely important because there are times even as an introvert, you will need to step outside of your comfort zone and put yourself into an extrovert situation. There are also times when a shy introvert or an outgoing introvert needs to make special accommodations to make other people feel comfortable. That's the bottom line, right? We're talking about taking our relationships to the next level, which means there are more opportunities, not just financial opportunities or opportunities to get like, you know, a promotion, but like the opportunity to make someone's day. That's a pretty cool thing to make another person feel good feel important, feel comfortable around you. You don't want to make people feel uncomfortable around you, do you? I hope not. I mean, we have to start with that. If, if we all agree that our goal is to make other people feel comfortable around us so that we're easy to be around, if we all agree that that's our goal, then we can move forward because all of these things can be managed and improved. They're skills. But knowing what areas to improve requires some self-reflection. So hopefully you've identified yourself either as an introvert or an extrovert. And if you feel like, well, I'm really not sure, that's okay. You might be one of those people who is a little bit of both. But 98% of the time, people are predominantly one or another. I mean, there are times when all of us are extroverts and there are times when all of us are introverted. Remember, this isn't shyness. This has nothing to do with being shy or outgoing. This is just how much can we tolerate or how much do we enjoy being around other people, okay? So identify which one you lean towards. And now we're gonna talk about shyness and being outgoing. But first I want you to just think about something. I almost said close your eyes, but like what if you're driving? That could be deadly. So instead of closing your eyes, I just want you to think of a situation where you've encountered someone who seems a little narcissistic, like kind of full of themselves. You know, someone who you just, I don't, maybe you know them from a distance. They hang out in the periphery of your circle of friends. So you've seen them a couple of times and you're not exactly fond of them because they seem, quite frankly, like they're full of themselves. Before you know that person, like before you actually sat down and had a conversation, what things led you to believe that this person is? Self absorbed, narcissistic, uh, not very approachable, not very nice, um, that, or that they just don't like you. When you watch another person's body language, what things are you seeing that give you that cue? Typically, this is a type of person when you picture them in a social setting, they just don't make eye contact with other people, or their facial expression, when you see it, isn't very warm and inviting. They kind of ignore new people. So it feels like they're very standoffish, especially with you or with people who they don't know. And when they do talk to other people, it, it, it almost feels like they're only talking to their little circle of friends. It's, it, it feels cliquish, like you have to qualify to be able to speak with this type of person, right? Their body language kind of says, uh, you know, don't approach me. I'm closed off. They, they just don't seem interested in the people that they don't already know. Sometimes these individuals tend to talk about themselves or they'll boast about their own accomplishments or share things that they've done when nobody else has asked for it. Um, Sometimes these individuals tend to be one uppers, like you'll share a story and they've got one better, or you'll mention a fact and they've got a fact that's bigger and better. They always seem to be making the case for how and why they are more important. And they make other people feel really uncomfortable because there's almost an air of superiority. You feel like they're being very judgmental. They're unapproachable. And bottom line, they're not very likable. Did someone come to mind? It helps if you can really picture a situation recently where you've thought that of someone else or maybe even in the past where you assumed that of someone, and then once you got to know them, you realized that wasn't true at all. But initially, that's what you thought of them because of what you were seeing, the, the message they were giving off, right? Now let's talk about some of the qualities of a shy person, someone who might label themselves as shy or insecure or uncomfortable in social settings. Well, if you think about the body language, again, you're going to see that they rarely make eye contact with other people. Their facial expression almost conveys, their facial expression can sometimes convey that they're disinterested or there's just like a sullen, stoic facial expression that's not very inviting. They too seem to ignore new people. They're, they're a little standoffish. Typically, you'll see them on the outskirts of the room or on the outside of conversations. They too only really speak or interact if, if they see someone who they know. You know, they're, they're only comfortable going up to people who they already know, not in meeting new people or inviting new people into the conversation. A shy person or someone who labels themselves as insecure, uncomfortable in social situations will very intentionally have body language that says, I'm busy. I'm on my phone. I'm busy over here doing this or doing that. Or their body language is closed off so that no one approaches them. Now, they also give off this air of superiority. But ironically, it's not from superiority. It's, it's actually a feeling of inferiority that gives people the impression of superiority. It might seem like when you're looking at someone who's shy or insecure that they're judging you or that they are unapproachable or that they think they're better than others. In fact, all of these body languages that we just talked about are almost identical to the qualities that we labeled as being narcissistic, full of themselves, superior, unlikable. Think about it. I mean, until you get to know someone and you're seeing body language and you're reading them from across the room, we don't know what's going on in their heads, but we make assumptions. We assume that they're not making eye contact with us because they don't find us interesting. We assume that they're not talking to us because they think they're better than us. We don't assume that most adults are really shy and awkward in social situations. We just assume that we aren't good enough or that they don't like us or that for whatever reason, we're not interesting enough for them to engage in our conversation. We don't assume that people are shy. Now we assume this of children because children will avert their eyes and look down and kind of almost cower. And then we know, oh, this is a shy child. And then what we'll typically do is adjust our energy level so that the child feels really comfortable and taken care of and safe. But as adults, our first reaction is, well, that person thinks they're better than me and so I don't I don't even like them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times someone who I just adore, like is the nicest, sweetest person in the whole world and someone I will introduce them to will say, I don't think she likes me. And I'll say, what do you mean? They'll go, yeah, she like I don't know. I just don't feel like she likes me at all. And then I find myself saying, oh, it's because she's shy. But you see, because we've carried many of these labels forward into our adult lives, and these are labels that oftentimes adults gave us as children, right? And we've carried these labels, which they work to our advantage as children. Because if your mother or your father labels you as shy, that meant that people would take care of you. They would make special accommodations not to put you in situations where you might be the center of attention and they might allow you to hide behind mommy's leg. I call those adults leg huggers. You grow up being an adult leg hugger and now mommy's not taking care of you in those situations but it's your friends and the people who love you who are now having to take care of you and let you hug their leg and it's not fair. The person who it's not fair to is you. Like you don't want people to think that that you're narcissistic or that you're judging them or that you're uncomfortable to be around or that you think that you're better than them. You know that's not what's going on in your head, but that's how it's interpreted. It's just human nature. It makes people feel uncomfortable. So from this point forward, I refuse to allow you to label yourself as shy. You can call yourself formally shy. You can say, I am working on being a more secure, confident person. But when you call yourself shy, or when you say, I'm really insecure, (laughs) I mean, nothing could be more self-fulfilling than that type of a title. When you call yourself an insecure, shy person, that's what you are. And then we know that insecure, shy people make other people feel uncomfortable, So you might as well label yourself as someone who makes other people feel like they don't matter, like they're not valued, like they're not important. And I know you don't want to label yourself as that type of individual. So how about from this day forward, we call ourselves someone who is formerly shy or someone who's really working on improving their confidence. Now, how do we do that? How do we become that person who makes other people feel comfortable? Well, let's think about what it means to be outgoing or sociable or confident. I believe that's a very different quality than someone who's the center of attention, has to have all eyes on them. They're almost obnoxious. Like in my mind, that person is just as uncomfortable to be around as someone who's painfully shy. Someone who must have the conversation directed at them someone who's always loud and one-upping everybody and and making certain that everybody in the room knows that they're the best and the funniest and the smartest and the loudest that person is just as uncomfortable to be around as someone who's painfully shy it is also really uncomfortable to be around someone whose energy is so high they talk a million miles per minute they can't take a breath and they get super hyper excited about like everything everything there's no ebb, and flow. There's no time to breathe. There's no pause in the conversation so that other people can talk. Slow down. That is just as uncomfortable for people. That super high manic hyperactivity level that never comes back down. It's interesting, but it's hard to be around for a lot of people, especially introverts. So what does a confident, outgoing, sociable person look like? well. They're smiling. They make engaging eye contact. A confident, outgoing, sociable person is going to notice that there's people in the room who are uncomfortable in the social setting, and they'll kind of invite them into the circle. They're the ones who take care of the leg huggers. They seem like they enjoy social situations, and maybe they don't, but they do a really good job of making other people feel comfortable. Their body language is open a confident, outgoing, sociable person, when they're in a circle of four or five people talking and they notice that the circle has kind of closed itself, you'll see that person physically move the circle open again, kind of to a, a horseshoe shape to invite other people in. These kind of people are really curious about other people. It's, it's a skill that can be learned But typically, you find there's an innate curiosity, an insatiable curiosity to learn more, to actually listen. They're funny. We relate to funny. We relate to funny before we relate to anything else. We like people immediately if they're funny, as opposed to if they're super successful. I mean, think about it. If I was to introduce you right now to someone who I know, and they led with all of their accomplishments in that interaction. And then I introduce you to a second person. And instead of leading with all of their accomplishments, they led with something really funny, something that you could laugh at because you could relate. Which person do you like more? We're so worried about what people think of us that we often lead with, here's how great I am. But a confident, outgoing, social person realizes that it's about making other people feel comfortable. And our greatness and our accomplishments isn't what makes other people feel comfortable. Being relatable makes us easy to be around. These are the people who, they seem so down to earth and humble, and they're funny in a way that can sometimes be self-deprecating, but not to the extent of which it's uncomfortable. You know those people who are so self-deprecating that you're like, enough already. It's not funny. Now we're just really feeling uncomfortable for you. Confident, outgoing, sociable people make others feel accepted they're interesting. They make you feel really good about yourself because they're really interested in you. They listen. They remember. They quietly take in the information that you've just shared and process it before asking a follow-up question, before regurgitating their resume. In fact, those kind of people rarely do that. You know why? They don't need to. They really understand that this interaction is about you. So how do we become that person? How do we overcome our formerly shy selves? How do we manage being an introvert versus an extrovert? And is it okay to be an introvert? And if so, when? And if we know that being quote unquote shy or insecure makes other people feel uncomfortable, what can we do to improve it? And do we have an obligation to improve it? And my answer is yes, we have an obligation to improve ourselves so that we can better serve others. We are called to serve others. And by improving ourselves, we improve the world. I mean, I know that sounds like really lofty, but it's the truth. When you become a better person, when you become more confident and secure and make other people feel that way, it has a trickle-down effect. You make your other relationships better and stronger. If you have people that you love and care about, those relationships will be strengthened. And especially if you're a parent you have a moral obligation to help your children to become confident and happy. We do that by being great role models. Confidence can be learned. Becoming more confident in social situations, making others feel comfortable in those settings, even when you yourself might not initially feel that, those are skills, which means anyone can learn them, which means with practice, you can get better. And in doing so, you'll become a better person. You'll become someone who lifts others up and you'll no longer have to feel that fear and anxiety of what do I say? And, and what are people thinking of me? And, and, and maybe no one will look at me and I'm just going to avoid eye contact. Instead, you can become that person, that confident person that we described, who kind of takes care of other people, who opens up the circle, who makes others feel like a million bucks. That's possible. It's done from knowing the right exercises. It's a strength that you can build just like a bicep or a hamstring muscle. Those muscles can be improved with the right sequence of exercises. I hope this has been helpful to you. There's several episodes of The Chalene Show devoted just to confidence. But for those of you who are interested in going deeper, becoming students of confidence, you wanna know more about the Courageous Confidence Club? I invite you to go to my website, shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast, and look for this episode where I will include links so that you can find out more about the Courageous Confidence Club. And it is, it's a club, but I've designed it very much the way I would design any exercise program, where the exercises build on strength. And as you get stronger, the sequence of the exercises creates success and confidence. And that creates a snowball effect. You can be a completely different person just 30 days from now. So I hope you'll check it out. But in the meantime, anything that I've discussed in this program and the place where you can leave me a voicemail message about this episode and let me know, are you an introvert or an extrovert? What pieces of this episode were interesting to you or funny or not so interesting? Let me know what you think by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. You can leave me a voicemail message there. And as I always say, please stick to the topic at hand. But I love hearing from you until we get a chance to spend some time together again. I just want you to know you're awesome.